You're listening to Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Welcome back to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theory Theorist, and we're happy to welcome our next guest, which is Yvonne Kinzer, who's uh, the Vice President of Marketing and Innovation at Avocados from Mexico, and that is a very innovative brand, so you must be very busy, Yvonne. Welcome to our show. Hi, hi, and, and uh, thank you for having me here. Just judging for the first couple of minutes before we started, this is going to be a very fun podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me just say, Yvonne, that thank you very much for the work that you do because I am it, just an incredible fan of the avocado. I call it nature's butter. And so whenever <laughs> and I could get it. And the one from Mexico is really different. And the one different. from Mexico is different and it's best. So yeah. we really thank you for all the hard work that goes that goes in you know into what you do and excited to really have a conversation about what goes on behind the scenes to make this great product you know, happen. Speaking to that, to everyday eating avocados, which both Americas and I do, um, maybe since you're a big expert, before we talk about everything you do, maybe you can tell us how to buy an avocado and you know how to make sure it's ripe when you want it to be ripe. I know this is not where we were going to go, but I'm kind of curious if you could give us that kind of advice. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, you, it's a great way to start, actually. So, you know, to pick the perfect avocado, um, which is something that everybody would love to do, you just have to you know, look at the color that is a little bit dark, but don't only trust the color. You have to pick it up and we see a little bit, not too much, and if it bends to the gentle touch, then it's perfect to be mm. um, consumed. But if if you want to, let's say, uh, buy it for a party that you have next week, you mm. buy it like greener, and then you put it in a paper bag for paper a week, bag. and it's, you're going to speed up ripening. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know that paper bag. Is there like a big science <laughs> behind that paper <laughs> yeah, bag? We, we yeah. weren't aware of the avocado <laughs> protocol. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes. You you started with a secret. Now you have the secret. Okay, before we talk about your plans for Cinco de Mayo, why don't you tell us how you got to avocados from Mexico? But what, What's your background? Yeah, oh, that's a, that, that's a great question because my background is um, very eclectic, um, an eclectic collection of experiences. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because as I think about it, um, when I'm asked that question, because I don't come from the fresh produce um, industry, um, when you think about it, when you're starting your career, you don't know because you don't know what you don't know. You don't, um, you don't have that self-awareness, um, right. professionally speaking, about what do you like, what type of environment do you like, um, what are your passions and your skills. You just can to you learn that through your first um, year. So I always say that I spent the first half of my career learning the rules and the second half of my career 
breaking the rules. <laughs> I, I say this because, um, like, you don't know at the beginning when you, when you just go out of college. Um, and then I happened to land in very conservative corporate environments. I work for global organizations, both on the, DG, uh, the advertising agency side and the brand side. And I went back and forth. But for some reason, because, you know, when, when we get out of college, we have that um, idea of joining like big global brands. Um, and it took me a whole half of my career to understand that that was not um, – the environment that I wanted to continue to develop in just because I started discovering my passions and my um, um, kind of my strengths and they all go to the innovative creative side. Mm -hmm. So at some point I kind of um, shift and went to look for the kind of environments that were more flexible, that embraced uh, free thinking and creative freedom. And I remember mm -hmm. that I, my first job like that, after being in uh, traditional corporate environments for a lot of years, it was a small advertising agency in Dallas. And when I got there, um, and I was interviewing with the CEO, so it was a small agency, she immediately recognized me as that creative type. And she told me something that still until today, I keep it very present because she said, you know, creative people like us, because she was in this, the same way, um, at some point find their tribe. Oh. And that stayed with me because mm. from that moment on, I always look for my tribe and <laughs> so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm telling you all this story because years later i went to um after that i went to other companies small companies startups technology companies or large corporations but with groups that were tasked with um kind of uh, revitalizing legacy brands etc always those creative environments and then mm. I, at some point, I came to Avocado from Mexico. They, uh, the recruiter contacted me, and I came to speak with our CEO, Alvaro Luque. And I remember our first conversation. I was surprised because uh, they called me, and I didn't have any experience in the category. And mm -hmm. I asked that, why, why me? Because I want to make sure that I had what they were looking for. And mm -hmm. he told me um, that he knows his very aware that I don't have experience in the category, but that he was looking for someone that um, have a very strong knowledge of digital marketing and someone that is very creative to help him do what nobody else have done. And then I said, my tribe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's true. If I had that's to awesome. characterize the, the advertising and the marketing of avocados from Mexico, it's that you break rules. It's that you, I mean, it, mm -hmm. just think about it. You are, like you just said, produce. You know, you're like an orange, only you're an avocado. But um, you have, you know, you can think of what food marketing kind of advertising has been. And, and avocados from Mexico is definitely something out of the box, something different. And it's appropriate because avocados 
avocados are special. They mm-hmm. really are. They're like mm-hmm. a, they're like God's food. I think you know they're so <laughs> yeah. they're so interesting. Yes. Yeah. In fact, the first rule that we broke is that we were not even supposed to be a brand, and we uh. built a brand of a fresh products in a brandless category, mm. um, and then from then on, it's just like being rules after rule after rules being broken. So let's talk about a specific campaign so that you can tell us about how these things develop. So tomorrow, like today's May 4th, right? So tomorrow, May 5th, um, Cinco de Mayo. Mayo. America Mm -hmm. says it better than I do. Um, (laughs) So tell us how you build. I mean, that's got to be a big day for avocados from Mexico. So tell us how you build a campaign and and what kind of opportunities that that day present for you. Yeah, sure. Um, interestingly enough, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo is um, a, a lot of people think that it's a Mexican celebration, but in fact, it's a very small holiday in Mexico, oh. and it's just the um, anniversary of uh, it was 1862, I believe, that it was uh, um, the battle in which the Mexican army. Um, be the, the 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 French in in uh, Puebla in Mexico. So mm. it, it's something that in Mexico is not huge, but mm. somehow it evolved mm. in the United States as oh. a commemoration of the Mexican culture. Mm. Um, That's what I think of it. I didn't uh, even know it had a historic significance. I thought it was the day to celebrate the Mexican <laughs> Mexican food. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it kind of evolves. I mean, it, it transforms into and and here in the United States, which is very interesting, um, it's more celebrated than um, than in Mexico. And you know, for being we, we're a Mexican brand, but we are a U.S. corporation. We're headquartered in Dallas, Texas. So. For us, it's just, I mean, come on, it's, it's the, it evolved as a commemoration of uh, the, the Mexican culture, and we are the Mexican culture. We represent the Mexican culture. Um, that, that's in, in one, one side, but in the other side, we don't see any other food that is owning that holiday. We see <laughs> alcoholic beverage, but not, not a, a specific food, so mm-hmm. um, it has to be ours. And, and also because it's the, um, the second season of more the highest consumption of um, avocados in, in, in the U.S. after the Super Bowl. So in the four weeks leading to um, the Cinco de Mayo, the, the consumption of avocados has grown 27% within wow. the, the, the past wow. five years, which is huge. Wow. Yeah, and um, so, so we um, every year we plan our two biggest campaigns are Super Bowl and, and Cinco de Mayo. This year we're coming with a shopper activation. We had a PR activation in New York. We um, launched uh, Navocado Cinco de Mayo beverage, the Wagtail. And Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Are... We're not going to let you just say that. <laughs> what, what does that mean? What's Uh-oh. the walktail? What the is that? Tail. Well, that sounds it's awesome. Delicious. It's delicious. <laughs> it's an alcoholic beverage with avocados. So you can pair your drink with your guacamole, and then you oh. have your Cinco de Mayo party ready. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I love that. Um, so we also uh, launched a 
pretty robust digital activation uh, that you are going to, what you see is, is, is out already um, in celebration of Cinco de Mayo. And we have also already running a TV spot, which is really funny. It's weird, like we are. Uh, <laughs> I watched it, it is. advertising. <laughs> Is a celebration. Is like is, if you imagine how it would be um, if Da Vinci will have celebrated Cinco de Mayo during the Renaissance period, and that's mm. that's our Cinco de Mayo spot. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Let me reintroduce you. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with Americus Reed. This is Marketing Matters, and we are joined by Yvonne Kinzer, who is the Vice President of Marketing, and as she explained to us, innovation, which is a very important part of her job and her passion. It's her tribe for Avocados from Mexico. And if you would like to ask Yvonne or any of us a question throughout today's show, please feel free to call in at 1-844-WHARTON. That's 1-844-942-7866. So you were talking about um, the, these being the two biggest holidays in terms of avocado consumption, which is Cinco de Mayo and Super Bowl. Um, and so how, and, and you were talking about during the last four weeks, the consumption of avocados go up significantly. So how long does it take to plan these kinds of campaigns that you're talking mm-hmm. about? How much time does it take? Well, you, you, I love that question because it takes me back to one very interesting story. When we, um, when at the beginning of the pandemic, and when we start realizing how bad it was, it was about um, March, um, and we already had that was 2020, and we already had our Cinco de Mayo campaign plans. We have a, we had a TV spot for Cinco de Mayo already produced uh, that we have produced like a month before, not anticipating what was coming, right, with the pandemic. So when we right. were close to right. Cinco de Mayo, we, we, we thought, well, our TV spot um, is, it happens in the context of a uh, hospital and the, the you know, the, the, the people in the hospital was like celebrating Cinco de Mayo. Well, it was not a very appropriate context and environment to launch in in, in the middle of the pandemic. So mm. 10 days before the, the campaign was supposed to launch, we kind of scrapped the TV, wow. um, threw it away, oh, and wow. built a new, uh, from, from scratch, a digital campaign, wow. pretty robust in 10 days. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yep. it became our most successful digital campaign to date. Even after that, we haven't launched a more successful campaign. It was 7 billion social impressions. Wow. Um, the, the numbers were like, uh, like astronomical. So what do you think that people were ready for some kind of good news or something? What, why, you know, I mean, you, I can't, I don't believe you're saying don't spend a lot of time on something and it works better. Um, so that couldn't have been it. So like, why was it so successful? Mm. So we kind of adapted our strategy to the situation. The campaign was actually called uh, homemade whack. Mm. And we invited ah. users just to buy the ingredients online we created oh, in digital in 10 days. We created a website that it was a recipe, recipe randomizer. So users will go online, choose spin a wheel and have the um, specific guacamole with ingredients, different ingredients, and they oh, will prepare cool. 
their guacamoles at home and then share to win prizes. So it, it just it just proves that when you um, kind of tweak your communication to whatever mm. your consumers are needing in a specific moment based, mm-hmm. based on their situation and their context, they respond. Um, and the, and the response like was incredible. Again, we have launched a couple of Super Bowl campaigns after that, and and, and none of them have been even close to the success you know, of that. That's a very interesting thing. Let me make two points about what you just said, and I do think there's a generalization here or a lesson that you can learn. The, the first point is there's a lot of work in the creativity um, literature that shows constraints actually make you more creative. So mm. sometimes people right. think, you know, out of the box, do whatever you want, it's going to make you more creative. But sometimes it's just the opposite that does, that mm. when you're in a constrained situation like you're talking about, that's when right. a lot of creativity blooms. So uh, that's one interesting takeaway from what you're saying. The other thing is, and um, I was talking to Americas at the top of the hour that I gave a talk this morning on brands and retail and things like that. And one of the things I was saying, one of my slides says that social media and thinking about, you know, web 2.0 and using social media and using conversation has changed the way brands should think about it. So historically, what brands would do is create some content and then shove that content out and hope that there was a conversation. But I think in Web 2.0, and I think it's kind of what you just said also, it's actually the opposite that's what happens, is you listen to what's going on. You listen to your customer's conversation and you try to fit into their conversation and that's where your home run's going to be. And it sounds a little bit, Yvonne, that that's what you're saying. Do I have that right? Absolutely, absolutely. And then there's one element uh, more to that, that is what is happening in um, the industry. And what was happening during that time is that e-commerce was just increasing exponentially during that time. It was the the huge development of, um, in terms of the the behavior of the consumer evolving towards e-commerce, but also the um, companies uh, in the technology companies in the marketing technology ecosystem just developing products really, really quickly. So consumers um, just were looking for that solution to get whatever food you know they need um, online. So we created a campaign that feeds fit all these elements together, and the consumers responded. Yeah, that's terrific. You know, let's we have a little bit of time left, so let's switch gears because Cinco de Mayo is coming tomorrow, and you talked a little bit about that. But I am curious about the other big holiday you say you, you produce for, which is the Super Bowl. Um, and you're, I mean, you're a big company, but you're not like, Budweiser, you know, you're not like a major advertising spend. So how come you guys think it makes sense to put all that money into Super Bowl advertising? Because um, that's that's a big decision for, I think, for you, because Super Bowl advertising doesn't come cheap. Mm. Exactly. Um, it, it is. I mean, it's a pretty big portion of our total budget. But if you think about it, we had to be there. Avocados had to be there. And I tell you why. There's <laughs> okay. just few moments of through that are um, so significant for a brand. And for us, if you think about it, how many brands and how many products are in front of the consumer at the, t- at the moment they are watching the Super Bowl game and the Super Bowl commercials? Very few. And guacamole is one of those. 
so and and because we ha we live in a brandless category and we don't mm. have any package, the guacamole that is in front of, in front of those consumers is unbranded. So mm. it was for, ah, that's for interesting. Us branded or that's no interesting. branded. So what that's do you think that we're going to do? <laughs> yeah, we no. got a giant like brand sticker in front of the consumer through the TV spot. Love that. That's I lo a what really I really interesting point. Yeah, go ahead, Americans. No, I just sorry to interrupt, Barbara. What I really love about that is what you just said, Yvonne, which is you can imagine everyone's got I mean, all, all these millions and millions of people who are it, it's excited for this event. They've got the guacamole in front of them. Some of it's yours, maybe most of it's yours. But even those that are not using your product are sitting there with the guacamole and they see the messaging and they probably are still going to make a connection. So, you know what I mean? So it's like it's win-win in some <laughs> ways because you're stepping into a void that would otherwise, you know, not not have – any, not have an inference be able to be drawn from it, but for the fact that you are so innovative and creative and willing to fill that space at that precise, perfect moment. Yeah, so let me ask you a question about that. So now you've got this opportunity. You've made the point and convinced me in Americas that that's the right thing to do in Super Bowl advertising. And a lot of your advertising is funny. It's creative and it's funny. So, you know, you could have chosen a lot of different things. You could have chosen sentimental. You could have chosen performance. You could have chosen taste. But a lot of your advertising, I think, is funny. So why did you choose that? You know, uh, uh, b before I go there, let me tell you the story gets a more interesting okay. because <laughs> during the Super Bowl season, uh, Avocados of Mexico has almost 100% of market share because Avocado, Michoacan, Mexico, where the avocados are imported to the U.S., is the um, you know the only place where avocado, the avocado tree has four blooms. So during the Super Bowl, we own the market share. Ah. So again, we we had to we had to be there. Um, and I'm sorry, I forgot that question. No, uh, why you did funny? Because you could have done a lot of oh, other things. Yes. Yes, uh, I mean, I yes. love it. I'm glad you did it. But I'm just curious how how you made that decision. Because sometimes funny yeah, doesn't you know, work. Yeah, when we start like building this brand and we did some research to um, kind of explore how Americans perceive Mexico um, and the positive side of that perception is about fun and joyful and all the good memories and memories mm. with friends and excitement. And so that's like part of our brand or I want to say part of our brand instead is kind of the the soul of our brand is what we call mm. Mexicanity, which is that mm. spirit <laughs> um, that is so uh, joyful and exciting and happy. So we have to we have to take that route uh, in our communication, and it's what really differentiates us because yeah. other way we will be a commodity. No, it totally makes sense. It's your brand DNA. I totally get it, and I love it. Uh, as we said, we're big fans. So, Yvonne, thank you so much for joining us today. So, where can our listeners go to follow you and everything that's going on at Avocados from Mexico? Um, Avos. AvocadosFromMexico.com. Uh, that's our website. Um, Avos from Mexico on Twitter. My and I, I talk a lot about avocados. Is Yvonne Kinzer at Twitter also? Okay. Or, uh, Yvonne, Yvonne Kinzer. 
and um, an avocado from Mexico Instagram. Ah, terrific. Lots of places. Well, thanks again, and that's all that we have time for today. We'd like to thank our producers, Dana Cash and Dan Simpkins. We're here every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and we replay our show several times throughout the week. You can follow us on Twitter at SXM Marketing, and you can follow Business Radio at SXM Business for information about all our programming. Thank you for listening today. We'll be back next week. Till then, this has been Marketing Matters. I'm Barbara Kahn. Here with Americus Reed, Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.